Hello everybody, good day all. In today's session, I'll be dealing with the module 2 seminar portions prescribed in the postcolonial poetry paper. So in that section, I'll be taking 2.7 Fiji where we find Kwanai Helu Thamman's two poems Living Among the Trees and Kakala Fellow, A Gift of Love. So in this recording, I'll be taking the second one, Kakala Fellow, A Gift of Love. First, let me familiarize you with the poet. Dr. Kanai Helu Thamman, born in 1946, is a poet and academic from Tonga. She is the author of five collections of poetry, which includes You, The Choice of My Parents, published in 1974, Langakali, 1981, Hingano, Kakala, in 1972, she met her husband, Randy Thurman, and traveled with him to the United States where she undertook her postgraduate education in international education from the University of California, Santa Barbara, and a PhD in education from the University of South Pacific in Fiji, where she is a professor now. She has conducted research served as a consultant and published widely in the areas of teacher education, curriculum development and culture and education and has held senior administrative positions at the USP, that is University of South Pacific, including Director of the Institute of Education, Pro-Vice-Chancellor and Acting Deputy Vice-Chancellor. Thamman is a Fellow of the Asia-Pacific Program of Educational Innovation for Development and has served as the UNESCO Chairperson in Teacher Education and Culture. Now, moving on to the poem, Kakala Fellow. This poem includes uh, many of the native terms, which I actually do not know to pronounce correctly, so please pardon me if I mispronounce any of those. Okay, the poem. Kakala Falau, A Gift of Love. Take this kakala, my friend. Kulakona langakai heilala. Symbols of times when love and life were one. When the fragrance of Falahola embraced strangers to our shores, forests of Mapa and Hehea sang songs of celebration, while Ahi and Wunga consoled Friends parting. But we were young then, trembling at the rhythm of trees that kept our secrets from falling and spilling over stones and sea. Wondering if the salted winds sweeping slowly across the ice of the Sialet of our would whisper our thoughts into the heart of the huni tree, or disturb the gods lying naked in the purity of their knowing. Come, Take this kakala, sacred symbol of our oneness, tie it tightly around you where it will remain fresh in the nourishing flow only the sky knows. Okay, so that's the poem. Now we'll move on to the discussion.
the emergence of tongan literature in the late 1960s and the early 1970s was marked by the poetry of kanai helu tammen along with the short stories of epeli haufa the poetry of kanai helu tammen is woven with the tongan language and is therefore framed in a pacific cultural context that is specific to tonga the poem Kakala Falao is taken from Thammen's 1993 poetry collection Kakala which provides an insight into her experiences as a Tongan woman in the realm of academia within non-Tongan contexts or societies as described in the foreword of this poetry collection I quote under the title of Kakala Tongan sacred fragrant plants These poems convey in a vivid and imaginative manner not only the problems and issues in Pacific Islands development but also her personal observations of individuals trying to adjust to changes in the context of continuing cultural conservatism as against modern liberalism I unquote Throughout the poetry collection Kakala Thammen turns to Tongan words phrases and images to explore the nuances and boundaries of insider outsider relationships as well as themes relevant to pacific literature through a predominantly cultural lens the intricacies of Tongan culture are precisely portrayed in the poem at hand titled Kakala Flow a gift of love which can be considered as a depiction of her native culture and language which is perfectly intertwined with the foreign english language the poem provides the cultural framework for viewing the poetry collection kakala the title of the poem can be understood as a special garland made to adorn loved ones as she or he embarks upon an important journey the initial stanza i quote take this kakala my friend kulukona langakali helala symbols of times when love and life were one in this stanza we find some of the native tongan words and first i'll describe the meaning of those words okay kakala are sacred or fragrant plants that are commonly referred to in tongan legends songs poetry and dance as symbols for respect and love terms like kulukona langakali and helala mentioned in the poem are actually the plants used in a kakala flow So in the initial stanza the poet is offering kakala which is a fragrant plant or flower that symbolizes the love and life of the tongans prior to colonial invasion and this is offered by the poet to a friend the primary stanza also indirectly hints the ill effects of colonization that bifurcated the natives leading to the de- degeneration of their rich culture 
in the second stanza tamil has managed to incorporate the rich cultural heritage of tonga where she has brought in the names of the country's exuberant flora so again i'll summarize you with the meaning of the tongan words falahola is a sacred variety of the pandanus the unusual male flower used in lies or to scent coconut oil mapa is a tree with leaves somewhat like orange leaves bearing fruit similar to hehea hehea is a small tree the fragrant red or yellow fruit of which are used in garlands ahi is the sandalwood tree the fragrant wood of which is used to scent coconut oil and for specialized wood carving wunga is a tree which grows naturally at higher elevations the red flowers of which are used in garland and features in songs and legends the ample biodiversity of tonga especially the flora attracted the european traders or rather the invaders which is reflected in the opening lines of the second stanza i quote when the fragrance of falahola embraced the strangers to our shore shores i unquote the following lines of the stanza projects that the key exchange trading resource was sandalwood along with coconut oil derived from copra which was scented using falahola it is said that the forests of mappa and hehea welcomed the foreigners which may be uh because they were the least affected and were not frightened of a brutal but as already mentioned the sandalwood trading resulted in the depletion and separation of ahe from tonga which is signified through the phrase i quote consoled friends parting i unquote This stanza can also be read in the light of hospitality of the Tongans who wholeheartedly welcomed the foreigners from whom they enjoyed benefits as well as suffered loss. In the third stanza we find that foreigners stepped in the Tongan island during the childhood days of the poet and her friend to whom cocoa flowers offered. the poet is reminiscing the time when she trembled at the rhythm of the trees when the poet along with her friend played among the trees with great enthusiasm and excitement of childhood the most beautiful period of one's lifetime from the following lines that read i quote that kept our secrets from falling and spilling over chance and sea i unquote it can be deduced that the trees played an important role in safeguarding the rich diversity of tonga from the foreign trade this stanza also marks the intimate relation of the tongan people with the nature the fourth stanza also has some undecipherable tongan words that include siale tafa and huni siale tafa is an uncommon shrub or small tree which grows on the coastal limestone cliffs in tonga 
The flowers are used in garlands. Huni is a small coastal tree, the flowers and leaves of which are used in garlands and to scent coconut oil. The presence of the poetic device enjambment is explicit as we reach through the third stanza. In this stanza, the poet is wondering whether the salted wind blowing across Siale Tofa, which is peculiar to the coastal limestone cliffs of Tonga, would reveal their thoughts, that is, thoughts of the poet and friend, to the Huni tree. The extremely harmonious relationship of the Tongans with the biodiversity of their homeland is being repeatedly highlighted. That is, the inhabitants living in complete or perfect harmony with the nature that shelter them as well as provide essentials to sustain their life. But the bracketed lines pinpoints another issue that can completely negate the aforementioned deduction of meaning of the lines in the third stanza. This stanza that comes prior to the concluding stanza can also be read in the wake of colonization. That is, these lines, to a certain extent, brings, bring to the one God the worries of the inhabitants who are prone to colonial, colonial invasion. As the flora mentioned in the stanza, grows on the coastal area which acts as an interface between land and sea and the sea route brought in the foreigners, rather the invaders. The concluding stanza is once again praising the rich culture and diversity of Tonga and is featuring or rather foregrounding the importance of preservation of one's own culture and tradition that should never be lost even at the wake of colonial invasion or when one has to leave his or her homeland and settle in a foreign place. The poet is asking her friend to take the kakala that exemplifies their oneness. Sacred, which is a sacred symbol of our oneness as it is mentioned in the poem by the poet. Through the use of kakala as a metaphor for her collection, Konai Helutaman delves into situations of cultural contact and relationships of power through a specifically Tongan lens. The poem, on the whole, can be regarded as an account of the rich cultural heritage of Tonga that possess, possesses the potential to invite foreign trade that later paved way for colonization. The poem is a token of love that is given to the entire reading public. It is, as the title suggests, a special garland to adorn the loved ones expressing the exceptional love for native land, for nature. So that's all about the poem. Thank you for listening. Take care. Bye. Good afternoon, everybody. In today's session, I'll be dealing with a poem titled Living Among the Trees, penned by the Tongan poet, Dr. Kanai Helu Taman. First, I'll read the poem. Living Among the Trees, for Randy. Nineteen years is a long time by today's standards. Perhaps the ground made it possible to live among the trees. 
Lives lived under clear skies defy the flavor of storms. You are not alone if you looked in or up through the canopies of silent songs. These last few days have moved rather sluggishly, and as rain descends slowly among plants insisting on growing, I can see you clearly holding out your hand. I shall read it once again. Nineteen years is a long time by today's standards. Perhaps the ground made it possible to live among the trees. Lives lived under clear sky defy the flavor of storms. You are not alone if you looked in or up through the canopies of silent songs. These last few days have moved rather sluggishly, and as rain descends slowly among plants insisting on growing, I can see you clearly holding your hand. Now moving to the interpretation. Living among the trees occupies a place in Dr. Kanai Halo Thaman's poetry collection titled Songs of Love. This poem is specifically dedicated to her husband Randy Thaman. It seems like Thaman has followed the traces of E Cummings in choosing to write a poetry that does not follow these set standards as it is found that the poem neither has any punctuation marks nor capital letters. Since the poet took the liberty to do away with the conventions, it can be deduced that she has given the readers the same right as to conceive her poetry the way a reader wishes to absorb and not in the way the poet has thought of while writing the poem. Since Thaman has dedicated the poem to her husband Brandy, who is also an academician like her, and also since as it comes under the poetry collection Songs of Love, living among the trees can be regarded as the souvenir of her beautiful marital relationship, which is wonderfully represented with the metaphor of trees. This poem celebrates the power of love and communion in life. The title of the poem itself reflects as well as embraces the readers with the vibrance of love. And since trees are vital to our lives as they filter the air we breathe, reduce stress and promote our health, love and life can be described with the metaphor of tree. The initial stanza of the poem probably highlights the blissful marital relationship of the Thaman couple as the line reads, I quote, 19 years is a long time by today's standards, I unquote. So, it has been 19 years since their marriage and it seems that their relationship has successfully succeeded in overcoming all the odds of life. Thaman has attributed the reason behind their grounded relationship to the values that she and perhaps also her husband have received from their forefathers. The foundation of love and the lesson of the importance of unity in life was transferred to them by their ancestors as this can be deduced from the lines that read, I quote, perhaps the ground made it possible to live among the trees, I unquote. The word ground in these lines may signify, as, al- as I have already mentioned, that their ancestors played a vital role in establishing a prominent perception of love, union and happiness in life. Therefore, 
to live among the trees marks the importance of living in union with others in society albeit the fact that silence and solitude to a certain extent must be a companion in our life as they enable us to hear and become conscious of our own deep inner voice but according to the poet living among the trees that is living in union with people that drives away silence and solitude is necessary in life as man is a social being the metaphor of trees also signifies the deep rooted relationship as trees are towering high with lush green leaves and branches brimming with life and compassion in the second stanza taman is assuring her husband that he will never be left alone in this world and that he will always be accompanied by her and be embraced by her love so with the lines i quote lives lived under clear sky defy unquote the poet is reaffirming her argument that life is to be lived in harmony with people the phrase clear sky suggests that our lives will be filled with hues and bliss thumman is reassuring randy that his life will never be a void just like canopies that form the uppermost branches of the trees with continuous layers of foliage Brandy will also be sur- surrounded by people who possess the capacity to contribute positively to his growth. The concluding stanza of the poem conveys the concept or rather the idea of spiritual life in eternity which is a new birth that is achieved once we leave this world and reach the other world. That is once we die. The lines that read I quote These last few days have moved rather sluggishly, I unquote, may correspond to the overpowering old age that has made the poet or her husband indolent. To put it in other words, these lines suggest the approaching death which in real sense is a new birth. The following lines that read, I quote, and as rain descends slowly among plants insisting on growing, I unquote, suggests the spiritual eternity rain is an outpour which can be considered as a new blessing on the soul awaiting to embark on a journey to spiritual life the plants mentioned in these lines reflect the rejuvenating scenario that happens in one's lifetime as well as in life after death the concluding lines i quote i can see you clearly holding out your hand i unquote is significant as Thumman is finishing off her poem by again foregrounding her thought that one can never be alone and it is also to be noted that man possesses nothing which is solely his own even his individuality is not his own rather it is an amalgamation of many to put it in a nutshell Thumman is calling forth the readers to understand the importance of love family and unanimity among people which is necessary to lead a blissful life as well as to succeed and conquer heights just like the towering trees the poem can be regarded as a canonization of love which is an imperative factor in one's life so that was a brief interpretation of dr kanai helu thamens 
poem Living Among the Trees published in her poetry collection Songs of Love. So before concluding I would like to take this opportunity to express my sincere gratitude to uh, Professor Susanji Sushil who has helped me with interpreting this poem. So thank you so much ma'am for your valuable comments and suggestions. So with this I would like to wind up today's session. Thank you for listening. Take care. Bye.